Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the book of Exodus, and in particular, we are taking some time to go one by one through the Ten Commandments or the Ten Instructions. And so we are on the ninth one now. We're in Exodus 20, verse 16. And Lily, if you would, if you would uh, read that for us, it would be great. Yeah. Um, here's the word of the Lord. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Once again, uh, this is a pretty uh, short to the point uh, command or instruction. And um, I think once again, we'll find that there's uh, a lot to be explored in an idea like this. It's uh, It seems simple at first. Uh, one of the things I think of first, uh, probably one of the books that has been most uh, impactful on my life, influential in my life, is... Um, a book by M. Scott Peck. M. Scott Peck uh, became famous for writing a book called The Road Less Traveled. And he's a psychoanalyst and uh, he wrote this book. And kind of a side note, interestingly enough, he became a Christian in the process of writing this book. But the book centered around uh, the idea of self-discipline and how it is foundational for, for mental health. And so that was a really big, uh, successful book. He wrote a second book called People of the Lie. And just like his first book had a very narrow focus, uh, expanding on a narrow focus uh, of uh, self-discipline, this one looked at the harms of self-deception. And he looked at uh, a, a few specific cases, and he was arguing for, this is kind of bizarre, but he was arguing for a new category of mental illness that he said, for lack of a better term, we need to come up with a different term, but for lack of a better term, let's call it evil, because that's what we're describing um, in kind of social history. And basically what he describes are these seven cases. He says it's very rare, but there are these seven cases that he had where people were on any human level untreatable by him. And it was because of the level of self-deception. And he said it's not like sociopathy or something where a person doesn't know what's right or wrong or doesn't feel the impact of what is right or wrong. In fact, they often have a very heightened sense of right and wrong. The limitation that they have is they, they are hyper aware of what is wrong in other people, but they are unable to see it in themselves. And because they cannot see it in themselves, they are at a human level beyond help. And he gives a number of examples, which some of them are pretty chilling. And he gives this kind of uh, mental uh, framework to think about it, a, a metaphor. He says, imagine that uh, self-deception or lying to anyone is like this this train and you get on this train and you recognize that the, the final destination of this train is that you can no longer tell truth from falsity. But we all know that we're going to get off the train before we get that far. And he said, that seems to make sense, except the one problem with that model is that every train, every stop we go down on that train, our ability to distinguish truth from falsehood diminishes. Like he says, our epistemic faculties are diminished with each step. So we're doing damage to ourselves. And so we may get to a point where we are unable to, like the seven cases he mentioned, where we are unable to tell the truth from a lie. And this is the kind of damage that people get into. It's a really interesting, but also a very uh, chilling example, um, uh, exploration of the dangers of falsehood. But this, uh, this command here is not just a uh, not telling lies at all. It's specifically aimed at not telling falsehood against your neighbor. And so using truth is kind of a weapon. And I think this is something that is kind of rampant today, especially in social media. Um, even with even before social media, there was, of course, was gossiping. But uh, I've been made aware of a very specific trend on TikTok that uh, is really kind of disturbing. But there is um, 
there's this whole genre of, of videos of partner shaming where couples, one person in a couple will kind of make a video about how bad the other person is. Like they'll show the mess they leave behind or, or various things. And uh, people rally behind these people. And, and one of the problems with this uh, genre is that it turns out as people like sometimes investigate some of these stories, they discover that sometimes these are actually fabrications. Um, the other partner is perhaps not on social media or not on TikTok, so they don't know about it until suddenly this video will go and get like 10 million views. views. It becomes viral. And then through mm -hmm. their regular real life social circles, they'll find out about it. Anyway, it's it's kind of a really disturbing trend and people seem to do it just to get the views, just to get the kind of social clout, right. clout get the attention or maybe even, you know, hopefully they're trying to maybe they're trying to magnify it into a TikTok career, be a TikTok influencer. I don't know. But but it's a disturbing uh, trend. Um, in any case, I think what's really clear is that, you know, why does God make this uh, one of the Ten Commandments? Why is this nine out of ten? I think if, if nothing else, we first of all, testifying falsely against one another, the damage that we can do, you know, if we're going to be people who, you know, community is always built on trust. If we're going to damage that kind of trust and, and undercut other people in our community, that's going to do all kinds of damage and make it difficult to be a family where, where trust is possible, just like stealing would do the same thing. Um, but another thing is, again, God is a God of truth. God is a God who who tells us the truth. And when he makes promises, he keeps those promises. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You know, and if we're to follow God, if we're created in God's image, then we should be people of the truth as well. And I think if if that's who we are created to be, and of course I think that is the case, then to to tell lies would be self-harming. It is going to move us away from God, move us further away from uh, the ways that we are created in God's image and, and therefore do damage even to ourselves. Perhaps uh, uh, in the way that M. Scott Peck out, uh, lays out in uh, People of a Lie, where we begin to lose some of the ability to even tell uh, truth from falsehood, where we start to become mm -hmm. hyper aware of what's wrong in other people and yet blind to it in ourselves. And of course, Jesus wants to reverse that. He says, instead, you know, if you, you know, want to help your brother with their sin, first remove the log from your own eye before you help your brother or sister with the speck in theirs. And so uh, Jesus wants to flip that uh, relationship with the truth around where we apply the truth, we reapply the investigation of the truth first to ourselves before we start uh, judging other people. Uh, Lily, I'm wondering what you see in this passage and maybe how you ex you've experienced the value of this uh, instruction or maybe the damage it's done when people didn't follow it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's so interesting. I, th I think mainly about gossip and um, my younger self, we've all been there where we, we tell a lie uh, and then we just get into a hole where, you know, like it, it affects us even more than trying to, at least for myself, I realized that I would gossip to fit in or to um, be seen, be known. And this is like, I say this is like, oh, my younger self in like high school, but there are ways that like, I like amp up <laughs> a story about like myself or those around me even today. And I'm like, whoa, like why, why am I still trying? Why am I saying falsely, like false? Um, you know, why am I saying these things about other people or even myself? Um, like, what am I trying to gain? Um, and I, I see that even, yeah, I see that in our, like uh, in our church, um, like everyone is trying to be known. Everyone wants to find community. Everyone wants to be seen and heard. Um, yeah, and there's, 
and unfortunately, I think like how we present ourselves is like uh, how people are attracted to us or attracted um, to the type of person or things that we like, right? Like you were saying, TikTok, a lot of like, I feel like people that I follow are funny. And so it's like a, <laughs> like the persona they put on. So like, what is our persona? What is our presence as we share about ourselves or all those around us? How do we do it? What, uh, what is the point other than maybe like seeing, receiving um, acceptance or like um, validation from other people who may have the same, same attitude. And I think as believers, like we have an opportunity to speak truth into the, the false testimonies that we hear um, I'm thinking specifically about something that happened in the last week at Higher Cambridge and people were coming to me about like something is like happening or someone said this and I was like well let's get to the bottom of it and we realized that um, the the person didn't know uh, how to tell the truth because the <laughs> the lie sounded better or the lie sounded um uh, more believable maybe. <laughs> um, and mm. so I can see how this is, it's like, there's so many things, but like, I, I keep thinking about like, why isn't the truth like enough or like, uh, and what's going on like inside us to, um, to testify falsely about our neighbor, especially, yeah, as believers, like why, um, like yeah like as our neighbors like do we do we not want to care for them i'm also speaking vaguely because i'm like there's so many examples that i can go into but i'm like oh like why <laughs> so anyways i think that's that's my my main thing is like oh what keeps us from telling the truth um or what is and what is the point of, of lying hmm. and gossiping i mean i mean obviously i think at the at the most basic level we must perceive in the moment that there's more to be gained by telling a falsehood than, than in telling the truth. Uh, have you ever played the game Werewolf or Mafia? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, b both of those games, if people aren't familiar with them, they're, they're games where uh, some people in the group are the bad people and some people in the group are like the townspeople and you're trying to figure out who the bad people are before they eliminate all the townspeople. And, and so there's, there's a lot of lying going on. It's, it's, it's a game where those who are able to, yeah. uh, the better you can lie and of, often the better you do in the game. But interestingly enough, um, game theorists have, uh, specifically with, with Werewolf, they've uh, set up a number of scenarios where they've tried to discern what is the best overall strategy in the long run for playing this game. Like if you're, I mean, if you're going to be playing with uh, the same group of people, you know, over time, what's the best strategy? And interestingly enough, the best strategy is to be as truthful as possible. And it seems yeah. strange that in a game built around lying, that being truthful would actually be advantageous. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously you can't be truthful to the extent of like, well, someone says, well, are you the werewolf? You're going to say, well, you know, I'm not going to answer that because if whether I am or not, because we can't play the game if I answer a question like that. So you can just deflect the question yeah. and be consistent mm -hmm. that way, but but be honest about questions you can be honest about. And those people who mm -hmm. do that end up doing better in the long run, win more games, because even in a game, or maybe even especially in a game where that's built on deception, uh, trustworthiness becomes this really valuable commodity and people really gravitate towards it. So when you do finally say something 
um, it, it really is, it really counts for something. It's leveraged for something. So if, if even in a game like uh, Mafia or Werewolf, if, if truth has that kind of pragmatic, practical value, I think it can be an encouragement to us that then certainly in a game that's not rigged <laughs> in right. that way, in a game of life that, you know, where the rules <laughs> have been established by God, then certainly, even though in the short run, it might seem advantageous to tell a lie in the long run for ourselves, for our community and for our relationship with God, um, it's going to work out better for us to be people of truth, just like God is a God of truth. So anyway, I, I find that really interesting. And I, so that's kind of the strategy. I I love those yeah. kind of games. So that's the strategy I've taken. And I, I found it uh, in my limited experience, it seems to work. But I, I think it also is a good strategy <laughs> for life. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm wondering if you have any uh, final thoughts, Lily, and if you'd be willing to close us in prayer. Yeah, I. so I think about my younger self and if I were to hear what you shared about like in the long run, like uh, it's hard to see, like it, it's hard to see that like as a my, my high school self, I'd be like, no, like what what's acceptable is to, <laughs> is to lie or to not tell truths. Um, um, and so if you are young, <laughs> if you if you are young and you're listening to this, like, uh, it works out better <laughs> to tell the truth for you and like your community. Um, you will also uh, like with practice continue to be truthful. <laughs> um, and it's an opportunity for people to, to trust you for the Lord to speak through you um, and not just gain other people <laughs> as yeah. So that's what, yeah, that's what comes to mind. Well, thanks for that. And uh, would you close us in prayer? Yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. Father, we ask for those who are, who are listening for, to this, um, for them to, uh, to know your truth, to know um, you as Lord. Um, so we ask for you to speak boldly um, to them and to us um, about, yeah, about how this law has, can continue to um, be true and be applicable today and for uh, us and for our communities that we're a part of. Um, so yeah, Jesus, we thank you for this word and the meaning that it has today for us. Uh, in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. I hope you're able to walk with God and be a person of grace and truth. Go in peace. <laughs>